everyone, and welcome to the Lunch Hour Sports Podcast with your hosts, Jacob Smedley, Sam Betts, Justin Reedhammer, and Nathan Romanoff, with today's special guest, Cole Hasenbach. Today, our topics include the MLB Spring Training Preview, starting with spring training starting next week, and our crew, our crew covers the Super Bowl last Sunday night. Here's Sam Betts with a preview of the MLB Spring Training next week. Hello, everyone. We're going to talk about one of my favorite times of the year, and that's when all of the MLB clubs start going down to Florida or Arizona to their specific spring training clubs, and they start to practice with each other, and they even play some games as well. Sam, are you, are you looking at any young prospects that are, are with, with any teams so far? Any, anyone catching your eye as, as the teams head down? Any prospects, any players you think need to have a bounce back year? Well, there is one who I think could definitely crack a major league roster, and that is Nick Madrigal. Nick Madrigal plays for the White Sox. Um, out of the top 100 prospects in the MLB, he is rated 40. So <clears throat> he's above Very the 50%. Very good contact. Yes, here, he's, a, yeah. he's above 50% mark, definitely. Um, 300 average hitter. Um, definitely a good defender as well, and I think he would definitely help this White Sox team. I like how you mentioned the Chicago White Sox. I mean, I know we're talking about spring training, but boy, going into spring training with all the moves that they made this offseason, with you mentioned Madrigal, he would definitely make an impact. I think think they're going to be a team to, to look out for. What about some resurgent veterans like um, like Craig Kimball or, or Wade Davis, you think, uh, that, that could make an impact on their team? Well, those are two players who definitely could they need a bounce back definitely they had awful seasons oh you have Craig Kimbrell who was in 2018 a World Series champion but you know he tried to come back with the Cubs he didn't even really go through spring training he signed in uh, June 7th of 2019 with the Cubs and he ended up having a 0-4 record a 6.53 ERA and only 20 innings of pitching, and he even lost some time due to right knee and right elbow inflammation. So, and of course, he signed very late in the year. And of course, this spring training time is where guys usually get their footing back in the game. And he missed that time considerably last year. And you could say that possibly could be the reason for those struggles. Oh, definitely. And I mean, Craig, Craig Kimbrell. Um, when you hear that name, you definitely know that he is a dominant pitcher, but last year he just... Best reliever sh- in this decade. Now, don't worry, I, I think he is. He I definitely think he's, is. Yeah. He best reliever well, certainly is. But let's talk about another guy. Um, you have Wade Davis. Uh, he's the closer for the Rockies. You'd also know him as the, a 2016 World Series champion with the um, Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. However, he, he, led the NL, he led the NL in saves in 2018... But he struggled last season with a 1-6 record. Um, his ERA skyrocketed from 4.13 in 2018 to 8.65 in 2019, especially in Colorado, where that oh, ball wow. flies off the bat. Yeah, it does. I, I think maybe a cha- change of scenery for him, maybe to get his footing back in spring training, definitely could be, could be good for him. I think so as well. I mean, those are two guys that just need to rebound. All right, now it's time the crew is going to react. Last Sunday night, the anticipated, the most biggest game of the year in sports, the Super Bowl, 49ers Chiefs, the Chiefs pulling it out with a late victory. Guys, what do you think happened there? What, what, is, what is your reaction? What didn't happen there? Oh, that was a good game. Nate, you got to agree, right? Yeah, that was a heck of a game. I mean, mm-hmm. 
Kansas City coming back with only seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. It was incredible. I called it. They're going to make a four-quarter comeback. I called the four-quarter comeback. Oh, did you call it? I did. did you, I, I was wrong. Now. I was it? wrong. I was wrong. You I, saw that. I, call, I called it by two touchdowns, but Kansas City scored three. It was uh, my mistake. 20-10, to 10, Kyle Shanahan blew another Super Bowl. He's now blowing it with two NFC teams. I mean, when is, there, when is this guy? I mean, he's led the teams to the Super Bowl, and they, they just can't get it done in the biggest game. Really, it just it, it was who stepped up in the fourth quarter as a quarterback. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he really took a step up when he was his team was down. They needed him, and he really just led his team down the field, scored touchdowns when they needed them. Whereas Jimmy Garoppolo in the fourth quarter, his offense kind of just went to sleep, you know? They just they didn't, they didn't do what they needed to do. I have, I have a question for you guys. Who do you think blew the game for the 49ers? Was it Jimmy Garoppolo or was it Kyle Shanahan's play calling? Nate, what, what do you think? What, what do you guys think? Well, first of all, I think that obviously Patrick Mahomes is a superior quarterback to Jimmy Garoppolo. But I do believe that the play calling did hurt San Francisco in the fourth quarter. I don't think I agree. I think Jimmy Garoppolo blew that. You game. think Garoppolo? Why do you why, why do you say that? Because even with the play calls that they were making, he was making plays. You know, in first, second, third quarter, it's just in the fourth quarter he did not play as well as he needed to. He needed to connect on certain passes. He shouldn't have thrown certain interceptions that he did. I think that he just he really needed to take a step up as a quarterback, and he. I, I look at the stat play. line there: two interceptions. I mean, you can't have that in in the biggest game for for Jimmy Garoppolo. Cole, Cole, you what? What did you what did you think happened in that fourth quarter with the 49ers uh, let, letting that that game go like that? I mean, honestly, it was a miracle, Jacob. I mean, I think they really turned it around uh, mentally, and I, I from watching football as someone that casually enjoys it i think it's i feel like it's a game of momentum like you get a team that's just they start getting some fire going and i think in that fourth quarter man i think the chiefs just turned it on they were just really going at it and i think the 49ers i mean it when your defense isn't holding the line and the offense is getting thrown it it hurts the team on a moral level in a lot of ways i think it was just a complete shutdown of the 49ers They, they just couldn't be like all right you gonna respond? I got you. I'm coming for you. Like yeah, exactly. they, they were not able to do that. They were just like, oh no, what do we do now? Too late. Yeah. It's like it, touchdown. Oh my gosh, it was it was a great Super Bowl. One of the yeah, most was, entertaining yeah. in the last couple of mm-hmm. years. I mean, yeah, yeah not that I Patriots. I know. Yeah, that was terrible. Just terrible. Yeah. I was just happy for. I didn't even. I wasn't too attached to either team. I feel like a lot of people from Pennsylvania can say that, at mm-hmm. least from the people I know, yeah. but everyone that watched it that I knew were just really enjoying a good Super Bowl, and I mm-hmm. think I think everyone wins in that circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it's close in the fourth quarter, I think that makes it all the better. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Speak, speaking of a g- great game, I mean, the running game, Raheem Mostert, oh. Damian Williams, yeah. these two guys a few years ago were, were undrafted, undrafted running backs playing in the biggest game of the year, but... Damian Williams stepped up when yeah, it mattered most. He did. In my opinion, you can say all you want about Mahomes. He did, but he did throw two interceptions, and that's why mm-hmm. I think Damian Williams should have gotten the Super Bowl MVP. I, I think if you're, I, if I you're, with you 100%. Yeah, I think if you're just considering the fourth quarter, which apparently these guys were, you give it to Mahomes. But other than that, I think Damian Williams deserved it. He ran 104 yards and 17 carries and a that touchdown. That is two touchdowns. And he also received, he received for 29 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he just... He played great, and I think he should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Although, if yeah. you're going to be out of quarterback for a Super Bowl MVP, I guess you got to, you know, be better. 
I, I guess so. I guess so. But, um, man, Andy Reid finally gets one. It's been a long time coming as, a, as an uh, Eagles fan myself. I mean, that was... That was a rough time back in the early 2000s, oh, yeah. but, but Big Red finally gets one for the Chiefs as they, they come back and take down Kyle Shanahan. Justin, we have a few, the, the NFL honors the night before, a few winners in the MVP, Offensive Player of the Year. Any, yeah. any surprises you guys think about, about those, uh, those uh, awards? I liked how Lamar Jackson won MVP. As I look it over, I don't see too many. I think I think Lamar Jackson's a bit overrated. Sam. I think I think Russell Wilson should have won that. What are, what are you talking? I, I don't know. About? No, this year, this year, this year, Lamar Jackson. Russell Wilson had a far superior season. Russell Wilson. I'm going. I'm going to. As a guy who played Russell Wilson fantasy, but listen, listen. All right, Lamar Jackson coming in. He had an amazing year. The rushing touchdowns and yards, along with his passing improvement from last year. Come on, you have to give the guy the award. I'm, I'm gonna, how, how many playoff wins? How, how many playoff wins? That's because of yeah, yeah, okay. Henry. I'm going okay. to I'm gonna have to meet you in the middle here. And I'm going to have to say that I think that he was overrated this year. Lamar Jackson, he was very overrated. But I do believe that he did deserve the MVP for the regular season. He just, he played a very good game. I think that they should consider postseason games as well, but they don't. And I would have given it to Patrick Mahomes, honestly, because he did get hurt for a couple of games, and he was playing well even after that and before that, too. So I would have, you know, gone elsewhere, but it's, it's, what a, it's not a bad decision that they made to go with Lamar Jackson, I think. Uh, what are your thoughts, Cole? What do you think? Well, honestly, I've just... I definitely come in from the perspective of just seeing the players, seeing how they react to certain situations and basing my enjoyment of the games based on how they react and how they respond. I think it's all a mental game. And I mean, MVPs is an MVP. I think it's a great award. And I think it really recognizes the best of the best. And sometimes that's based off of the amount of throws and catches and touchdowns and all that. But sometimes it can just be on how they make plays and how they bring the team together. I think it's really... the team in the biggest moments, exactly. Yeah, that yeah, that's really true. Shows. Well, I like how you said that, because Lamar Jackson had some really big plays this year. I mean, he there were p- parts of the games when he would just be in the pocket, and he could not be tackled at all. And he could scramble out, he could throw the ball, he could run really well. And that's just why I think he deserves the MVP. Now, in the regular season, whose defense do you think played best against Lamar Jackson this year? I'd have to go with the 49ers in the game in Baltimore. They might have lost the game, but what they did uh, against Lamar Jackson, keeping it close and giving giving their offense a chance to win, that that's my personal opinion. I, what do you what do you guys think? That I think the 49ers did a good job in that game. Yeah, I agree. In the regular season, the 49ers defense definitely played the best against Lamar Jackson. Um, you can look in the postseason and say Tennessee's defense did really well against them as well. But you could also say he did not have his best performance. So I, I like where you guys are going, but I'm going to have to disagree. And it's not because I'm a Bills fan, of course, but it's because of, of the stat uh, lines. Of course, of course. The, the things that the 49ers did that the Bills uh, did better was they held Lamar Jackson under 100 rushing yards and t- to no rushing touchdowns in that game. And that's why I think that they played better against him. Even though they couldn't get the job done, nobody could, really. 
But I think yeah. that the Bills' defense did play the best against because they kept them under 200 passing yards and under 100 rushing yards. So that that's a feat that not many teams have accomplished. And we're going to have to see next year now as teams start. A first year, really, where he's broke onto the scene. I, I think next year we're going to see a, a bit dialed back Lamar Jackson. More teams mm-hmm. are going to employ different 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 defensive schemes to be able to stop him. Let's make a little prediction. Uh, MVP for next year. MVP for next year? Oh, my. That that is a hard one. I got to go with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what he showed me in the playoffs, uh, he is going to be a MVP caliber player for for the next five to ten years, I think, no doubt. I think he is definitely the front runner going into next year. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree with Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to be a very good player next year. His his team is really going in the right direction. I think with Andy Reid as the coach, they might go into another Super Bowl. I think that they're gonna. He will take them MVP on the way. Hoping yeah. he doesn't get injured, of course. Maybe yeah. you have a, have yeah, a different. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. I mean, Mahomes just so dominant of a player, and he's at such the high level of play. Yeah, I, he's my early um, MVP pick for next year. Sam, do you, do you agree? You have, have any different thoughts here, MVP, next year? I mean, it's hard to go against you guys, so I'm going to have to go Patrick Mahomes, too. I mean, obviously, I wanted the 49ers to win, or at least I picked them to win in the Super Bowl, but... Come on. It's, it's not that hard to go against <laughs> us. All you got to say is, and that's where you're wrong, Sam. Sam. I guess, but hey, I'll go Patrick Mahomes. Why not? He's definitely proved that he can win... Uh, a really good Super Bowl, so I think he can definitely win. When he yeah, wins an- another part of my the, my favorite parts of the Super Bowl is the commercials were pretty good this year. Yeah, they were. They were pretty good. I my 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 favorite. I, I like that that Cheetos one. Can't touch this. Oh, I, that, that was my favorite. I, I did mean, that like was that. So funny. Yeah. But uh, you guys have any, any other favorite site like that? Any any? Uh, I mean, commercials. I really did like the one with. Uh, the Aquaman when he comes home and he rips off all the the muscles. That was really yeah, funny. That was, that was really funny. It was unexpected. And, and the Tide Pod one where the guy's just like, okay. later, Larry. Later. <laughs> I mean, that was good too. Yeah. yeah I, I I think honestly, the future of commercials and marketing is animation. And for example, the Rick and Morty one. Like, I don't even know Rick and Morty personally, but it caught my attention right away. It was funny. And it just, it, you just ran with it. And you once, like, after talking to Justin about it, he told me that that's kind of the humor of the show. Yeah, like, yeah, I, that, if that commercial felt like it came right out of the show. Like, it, yeah. could, it could, really could have been. Yeah, and I think if, if shows can continue to make marketing around jokes that sort of keep the flow of what the show is and keeps the core of it, it markets both teams. And honest, I, okay, I will say this. There was a lot of synergy between commercials. Did anyone notice that? With um, like the peanuts one, yeah, they had they had, they had a bunch of different they had a bunch of different characters like in a lot of them, and they they all teamed up for some reason. It was weird. I, yeah, some of those yeah. I didn't really get. Some of those I didn't really like, get. Why is why is Mister Clean in there? For, 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 <laughs> doing his sexy yeah. cleaning. All <laughs> <know>, right. <laughs> and now here's a special announcement from Sam Betts for you, the viewer. So, um, in boxes of Tops 2020 Series One. They have these home run challenge cards. Now, with these home run challenge cards, there's a code on the back, and when you enter it, there's a you pick a date when a specific player will hit a home run. So the player I have here is Manny Machado of the San Diego Padres, and we would want your help 
to pick a date of when you think that he is going to hit a home run. Um, what you could do is you could look at the schedule and see when the Padres play a specific team. And if you think that Manny Machado has a good shot of hitting a home run against that team, uh, post it in the comments and let us know so that we can um, maybe even win this home run challenge and get a special prize from Tops. Yep, top viewer will be shouted out as the one who commented it. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Lunch Hour Podcast. You can find future episodes on YouTube and Spotify. Thank you for listening.